Hey, Kevin, what's up? uh, I'm glad this anchor thing finally uh, worked for us both. Um, I'm glad that this uh, this podcast can be brought to you by Anchor.fm. Hey, it's, it's, it's sponsored by Anchor, and Matt, you are the only person I'm having on the podcast this year because there's no way I'm walking everybody through those steps. Yeah, that was brutal, but we finally got it working. No lead time on the record button, but it is what it is. We'll jump right into it, Kev. Yeah, text. I texted you a little bit ago. I said, hey, want a pod? We threw this thing together. I think Brendan and Mike... Got us, uh, got us going last week a little bit. Um, I've definitely been thinking about basketball a lot more throughout the week um, as we go. And as we look forward, we got November 18th, so a little over a week until the NBA draft, and with the season starting on December 22nd. Matt, happy holidays. Happy holidays is right. I got to give a shout out to Brendan and Mike for absolutely crushing that podcast last week it was it was exceptional it got me thinking it got the basketball juices going again um i agreed with so much of what they said it's great to have other people's perspectives out there in the league so i was happy to hear it i'm uh i'm missing basketball big time um i as a lot of you i didn't get as into the nba bubble i watched a handful of games it just wasn't the same um, so I'm looking forward to just starting fresh this year. What do you think about the 72 games now? How's that going to impact not only um, the NBA, but also our fantasy? Well, for fantasy, I mean, I got to start looking at how many games a week these these players are going to be playing. Um, it's going to be a little bit of a changeup. I don't know. I guess with a more condensed season, you might see more games in a given week. Um, if they are trying to finish the season at that allotted time and in the summer where, um, you know, they want to get it done so that they can give these guys a, you know, a longer rest for, before next season. I don't know what the, what the plan will be. Yeah. I'm interested to see the full calendar. I've been looking up <coughs> a little bit. I don't know how far they've gotten it published. How many weeks are they going to drag out those 72 games? Um, are there going to be less games per week as a result There's a lot on the line um, for this fantasy league, I feel, with the changes that are coming this year in the NBA. Absolutely. But, I mean, listen, I'm just happy to have basketball back in its full capacity. I hope that they're not going to do some further, you know, bubble, um, you know, that's needed. I hope that the teams are playing in their their home courts and hopefully potentially in front of some, uh, you know, maybe limited crowds. We'll see what happens with that. Um, But as we prepare for the NBA draft in a little over a week, I know Duggan is probably on the edge of his seat right now waiting for your declarations of some top prospects that we're looking at. (laughs) And before I give you those, before I throw those your way, and I recognize why you're saying "Uh uh-uh now, um, we have the Timberwolves, Warriors, Hornets, Bulls, and Cavs with the top five picks this year. It's definitely going to be an interesting draft. Um, I know Tom and I have talked about it extensively in that there was no March Madness this year. So there's going to be a lot of players that are just kind of moving around, um, you know, within the boards pre-draft. And, and, you know, we really haven't gotten a chance to see much of these guys. So 
scouting is going to be, you know, extremely difficult. Um, the way that the board breaks for some teams will be a little odd. There's some guys that I really love in, like, you know, the middle of the first round that I think should be going a lot higher in the draft and, and vice versa. There, there's a couple of guys that I think are, are, are potentially going to go really high that I think should go a lot lower. And our Knicks, as always, eighth pick right in the middle, right after the top prospects come off the board. But like you said, I think um, the lack of there being a March Madness definitely impacted some scouts' abilities to hone in on these guys in big moments. So this year may be a complete scatter of talent across the board. Absolutely. There's some steals, and I've been open about it, you know, um, everybody knows that I'm all over some of these guys. No, I'm not going to give you some obscure, um, you know, European Russian last name for a guy to watch out for. But one guy that I just, for, for an example of a guy that I think is going really, really, really low in a lot of drafts is Josh Green from Arizona. He was absolutely electric in high school, electric in college. He, he had a little bit of injury concerns. And I really do think that the lack of the NCAA draft is going to hurt a player like that. It's, it certainly is, and I love the NBA draft for a lot of reasons. But I remember a couple of years ago, Proper, Tully, and I went to uh, one at the Barclays Center. Anthony Bennett was the first person <laughs> off the board. Um, I remember going nuts at number five when Alex Len, my Terp brother, got picked by Phoenix. And I remember a guy in front of us at the NBA <clears throat> draft in the Barclays Center eating a salad. Um so I definitely uh, look back at the NBA draft with fondness, and I'm excited for this year, even though I don't know as much um, as in the past. That's a strange meal to be eating at the Barclays Center. It was bizarre, man. I think totally <laughs> rolled out early. I think Proper and I rolled down uh, a couple rows, and we stayed till the end of the first round. That was the Giannis year, too. Probably I mean, that was – yeah. The, the thing is, the top of that draft was absolutely atrocious. But uh, there's always some steals to be had a little bit later in the draft. The Knicks took uh, the Knicks took Tim Hardaway Jr. that year, um, so that was what we stuck it out for. A lot of fun. Um, all right. Well, Matt, I also want to talk and continue that conversation surrounding the rosters that Mike and Brendan um, put up last week. So, <clears throat> what are your feelings about it? Did you like the two utilities? Do you want to go back to the one utility, flex the positions, go take it? So, look, this their podcast completely changed my mind. Listen, I, I thought I hated the two utility um, setup. Um, I thought that a way to combat that and meet somewhere in the middle would be to have the league set up in a way where we had guard, guard, forward, forward, center, utility. And to be honest with you, the more I thought about it, and I like, I can't remember if it was Brendan or if it was Mike, but the whole strategy between picking up a specific shooting guard um, throws a little bit of a wrinkle and makes us feel more like GMs than really we're supposed to feel. And I like that feeling. And I like that strategy of maybe picking up a guy thinking he might get an additional position eligibility down the road. I mean, that is a little bit more like chess as, composed, as, as opposed to playing checkers, I think. It makes it a little too brainless to have all these spots where pretty much anybody can play anywhere and we're just kind of throwing our players, you know, at the kitchen sink to try to beat each other. You know, I think um, I 
we'll, <clears throat> we're definitely going to put this up for a vote by the end of the week, um, just to sort of get some clarity before um, everybody gets started with their draft prep. I'm sure Madassi's already got his spreadsheets going. Um, as for what my feelings are, I also like the one utility. Um, I like how it increases some strategy around trades, uh, not just stockpiling one position. Um, there's a lot that goes into it. We'll throw it up for a vote. Um, I loved like the perspective that Mike and Brendan offered. Um, and especially like the point about, uh, the total games played, I think with the two utilities, um, especially when you're stocking a couple guys, um, on your bench that maybe banged up or sitting out, it really knocked you, uh, out of contention every week. It really did. That that was a uh, a neutron bomb dropped on the teams that couldn't stay healthy. And in that same vein, I don't think that there's going to be much opposition to this. Um, but I would also like to put up for a vote adding an extra IR spot. I mean, with COVID, you know, kind of a thing, it might not be a bad idea. But um, I don't think it's necessarily a requirement to have that extra IR um, I think I'd, I'd rather just let the other teams kind of vote and see what they what they think because I don't think it, it's going to change too much. And then suspended players. <clears throat> oh, they should topic, definitely be IRable. Topic of conversation last year. I agree. I think we should put that up for a vote. I don't know if it's possible <clears throat> through the league format, but we'll have to uh, work around that. Um, before we came on, we were just saying we we're going to do a short twenty-minute podcast. Matt was trying to talk Bible. I was, no, we're not doing that. Um, <laughs> and one of the topics I wanted to hit with you was the topic of keepers. And I know that nobody has really thrown out um, much in the way of proposals in terms of how to make it work with an auction, how many keepers we would do. Um, but in our pre-show conversation, um, you brought up a good point about your uh, – your concern regarding shifting to keepers. Yeah, listen, um, we really have one shot at it. And what I think is that if we're going to do this, somebody should put together some kind of a well-thought presentation out on, on dollar amounts. Because if, if somebody ends up with an insanely good player for a few years, it might skew some things. Now, the reason why I think this particular issue should be a well-thought-out um, plan is some of the other rule changes that we've been arguing over positions and, and flexibility and whatnot. Well, we've played under uh, situations where offensive rebounds were two points. We've played, you know, with six active roster spots. We've played with seven active roster spots. We've played with, you know, a numerous number of changes that we've made over the course of, you know, fantasy basketball as a whole. Changing to a keeper league is a totally new beast. It needs to be executed right. I think after hearing Matt tell me that earlier, um, I recognize that once we go to a keeper, there's no going back, like he was just saying. And uh, before we really can consider it, we just got to continue the conversation. And I'd love for somebody to drop like a Google slide presentation of how it would work. Um, that's, that's your challenge of the month. Um, Matt, anything else fantasy-wise we want to hit? I want to talk some hoops. I want to talk some hype around free agents, about the league coming back. Anything else fantasy? I mean, I wonder if with 72 games, how much, you know, like 
player rest is going to come into, you know, factor into our league with um, guys taking nights off. I mean, that's an even more valuable night off. Are rookies going to be more valuable? Are they going to get a little more playing time? I have no clue. Yeah, I'm looking for the NBA schedule release. They are going to release it. All we know is it's December 22nd. Once that comes out, we're definitely going to have a podcast talking about um, whether they did stretch out the seat, the 72 games in the same uh, month duration or whether they shortened that. So we're not going to see much change, but the, the rest conversation is definitely a topic. I mean, you look at those guys who sit out 10 games a year, do they still need to sit out 10? And I guess a lot of that comes down to um, the quantity of how much they're playing, how often. Right, and sitting out 10 games in an 82-game season is a lot different than sitting out 10 games in a 72-game season. Man, no kidding. So um, the NBA season came back July 30th. I want to say that it was canceled right before St. Patrick's Day, like March 13th. It was March 11th. 11th. Yeah, I think March 11th or 12th. Matt, we are going nine months and a couple days between watching the Knicks play. And it wasn't a pretty scene last year. What are we looking forward to this year? Oh, man. I guess just a kid from Canada and a kid from Chalmette High School. That's it. That's it, right? The Knicks have nothing good. They have nothing good going for them. And they're, they're so bad. They're so bad. I mean, hopefully they hit on some picks. Uh, they have eight. They have 27 and they have 38. Three picks to try to change the landscape of their team. They have some money to spend in free agency. They'll obviously be looking to move on from Julius Randle. But, oh, man, being an excellent so It's tough. so tough, man. There's no excitement. Um, Tom Thibodeau, I don't know what you're signing up for, man. I guess you're signing up like every Knicks coach before for a five-year contract to work <clears throat> for two years and get paid for the rest of them. Um, yeah, and we'll, we'll see a lot of uh, – of uh, what's his name? Uh, Gibson, power forward. Taj. <laughs> Taj enough, Gibson. Enough. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll see Derek. There Rose are probably. a couple guys that like all, <laughs> all be happy when they retire, and Taj is one of those guys. You know. Yeah, there's always there's always those iconic guys that are like they've they've just been so hard working in the league for so long that you just, you have nothing but but um you know just complete admiration. For those you know, it's sort of funny. One of those guys that I would say was in that category before he played for the Knicks was Joaquin Noah or Joaquin, whatever you guys call him. Um, yeah. But, you know, Joaquin Noah, like at this point, see ya. So, yeah, his opinion of, of my opinion of him, you know, before and after the Knicks, completely, completely. Oh, definitely, man. He was a grinder on those Bulls teams. He was a lot of fun. Yeah, whereas – on the Knicks, he was just a, oh man, a mess, a complete <laughs> Seriously. mess. Seriously. Um, so as we look free agents, do we have any ideas about any shifts in the landscape? Just fun little um, throw it on out there. I'm, I don't know. I've listened with all the stuff that's been going on with the 76ers. There's been talks about them acquiring some superstar from the West. Um, who knows? Maybe the maybe the landscape starts to switch where there's you know it, it's such a you know competitive side on the west where where we see some people move over to the east and and maybe we see a a, a little bit of uh you know a, even the evening out of the powers 
from the East and West Conference. Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot that's um, exciting about uh, the Warriors coming back full strength. Ooh. Full strength in the sense. Yeah, with, and they have the second overall. They have too, the second right? overall, which is great. And full strength, I mean, we got Clay and we got Steph. <clears throat> um, and they're a ton of fun to watch. I also think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Giannis. Um, I'm just getting breaking news as this goes, as this podcast is being recorded, that the New York Knicks, the New York Knicks have shut down their practice facility after three employees have tested positive for COVID-19. So leave it to the Knicks. I, th- I think to- – I think they're just closing their facility because nobody can. I mean a shot. that. Yeah, hey, COVID's a great <laughs> Matt. COVID's a great excuse for it. You know, for they everything. just watched Taj Gibson play today, and we're like, yo, let's just let's just say three or three. <laughs> shut it down. Taffer ta- Taffer walked in and was like, shut it That's down. That's it, man. Um, <laughs> so, anything else uh, regarding the NBA that you want to discuss? Uh, not particularly. I, I think the rule changes are, are the big thing. I think what we'll see is a slew of uh, polls go up in our league. And I think it's important to obviously vote um, on these things and get it done early, um, especially with a draft date, because um, that's going to be something where I know Tully wants to host, trying to get everybody in one spot, you know, these days is can be a little difficult. So I think, you know, getting on the same page as everyone is going to be key. I agree. And I like Fergie's uh, recommendation. I know he got banged up last year with uh, getting that Zion news the day after, or maybe it was even the night of the draft. But as close to the NBA season as we could get um, would be ideal. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, Just because you don't want to see – you know, somebody who draft a player and then that player get hurt before week one. Yeah. I mean, I think we're all hopeful for the NBA, but that's, uh, that's what we, that's what we could just keep going on. You know, um, I have a question for you with 72 games. Are we going to still have what, like 18 matchups, 19 matchups, whatever we usually Probably have? not, man. I was looking back, uh, through our league. So we're going to go through like our, our league probably like once. Instead of almost twice. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I mean, we might only face each other one time. That's a good point. Um, And then looking at it, I mean, we got our ass whooped last year by uh, Southside. Um, Southside won that first year of the rivalry. I've blocked that out of my memory. And speaking (laughs) on that, Duggan, okay. So Duggan did throw out a proposal he wanted to talk about. He was talking about two divisions. You were quick to say no. Um, give him a little verbal abuse right now for it. Uh, I'm not going to bully him per se. And, and, um, but listen, uh, that's a little inside joke between me and Duggan. Um, what I would say as it pertains to, uh, let me see how I, how I can, um, I think divisions were made for real sports, and their ability to travel places. Why are we not going to have our best, you know, six guys make the playoffs? I think that would be a travesty to not to not see our six best teams move on. I, I agree. I think that the way the divisions work, though, um, is that it's just broken up. <clears throat> the top two teams make it from each conference and then the next four. Um, but I'm not even positive about that. And it would suck – yeah, if there were the top six. But imagine division. being like that guy 
but imagine being like the sixth seed, you know, under normal circumstances, but because you're in a division, you know, that, that maybe was really good. Um, like Southside was last year and not making the playoffs and knowing that you deserve to be there. I, think, I mean, there's a lot of money. on. There the is line. a lot of money on the line. I mean, there is for sure. I do. I do sort of like the, but idea. the rules are the rules. We got to decide on the rules. I mean, as long as we're complying by the rules and everybody's okay with those rules, then it is what it is. But again, I would like to see our six best teams. Advance. And Matt, I just went back into the league history as you were talking about how many matchups there are. 20, 2012, mm-hmm. we had 12 matchups. That was the year um, that the NBA came back around Halloween. We had 12 matchups. Okay. Um, and let's see who won that year. I think, I think uh, yours truly. Oh, no. I came in second. Uh, occupied John Wall Street. Who was that? Came in third, and then Tom won that year. So Tom won in the last one. Occupied John Wall Street. Occupied John Wall Street. Let's see who this was. Right here. Oh, man. All right, we're going back into the archives. It was Tully. And our lead name that year was DeAndre Jordan is not my brother. Yeah, That's all strange stuff. Pat, what a horrible name. What a wild, wild name. (laughs) Um, All right. You've had better. You've had better. Well, hey, <laughs> that was that fun. One. It was fun getting distracted, talking fucking nerdy for a little bit about fantasy basketball and about basketball. Um, we're going to send this out to you guys. Look forward to hearing your feedback. Uh, we'll come back definitely as um, as we gather more information about the season. Maybe we'll do a little post-draft uh, podcast, and I definitely invite you guys uh, to jump on with yeah. us. Yeah, I, I, I definitely want to hear as many voices as we can for the post-draft um, podcast. So, um, honestly, I, I'll probably reach out to all of you um, just trying to stimulate something. But if, you know, like I loved that Brendan and Mike stepped up. If anybody wants to do something like that, by all means. Um, but I'm going to be there to push everyone as well. Yeah, let's have some fun. Looking forward to it. Peace out, you nerds.